following podcast deals with topics of a sexual nature and is intended for mature audiences only. Kinks and Fandoms. Episode 11. Hello! Hello! It's been quite a while. Hair today. Gone tomorrow. Gone tomorrow. I wish 2020 was gone. Such a shit show. I wish it could just be lasered off like pubic hair. Speaking of, today's episode episode's all about hair. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about hair? Um, really, I feel indifferent to it. Um, we can get more about this later later on in the episode. Um, like for me personally, I trimmed down below. Mm. Funny story, I like one time I shaved completely all the way, mm-hmm. like all around my junk. And because of that, I wound up getting some sort of infection, like jock itch because of it. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't fun. I'm so sorry. Mm. What about you? And and that sort of stuff takes a while to heal too, right? Because it's like the perfect environment for... Oh, yeah. Especially like if you're, you know, going out and about, you're athletic. Like that's just the prime spot for things to just, you know, grow and nurture. Brutal. Yeah. Um, for me, I've I've done Brazilians. I've done like the whole you know naked flaps situation, uh-huh. I, and I don't like it. Um, I don't like getting waxed. I mean, I'm a masochist, right? But like, I do not enjoy it. It is very painful. I have very sensitive skin. I've had from the wax. I've had like burns. I've like lost Oof. a bit of my skin from it before, and um, I don't know if other people have this experience with waxing. But I tend to get more ingrowns when I wax. Interesting. Um, yeah. Um, so I prefer to shave. I shave almost every night. Um, if I'm, like, not feeling well, if I'm really stressed or tired, like, maybe every other, every two. But, like, uh-huh. I can't go more than, like, a couple of days. It just drives me crazy. I don't like how itchy it is. Like, I just uh. – I have, like, a landing strip and everything else is, like, gone. <laughs> um, the one thing I do like is um, when they wax your butt – like your mm-hmm. butt, your butthole, like all of that is like uh-huh. totally painless. Really? Yeah. And like the back of your thighs, like, cause those are like hard parts to like take care of with a uh-huh. razor. So like, if I could just like get my butthole waxed, that would be so nice. But then that also feels kind of weird. It's like, I'm already here. Like I might as well just do the whole thing. Huh. I never thought about getting my butthole waxed. Yeah. Maybe something um, to look into. That's the thing. I mean, I, sh- I shave everything like butthole, yeah. legs, armpits. Um, I recently started shaving my arms because um, I am naturally very fair and um, light hair, light skin, light everything. And um, my arm hair is a little bit darker Mm -hmm. on some spots. So I just started shaving my arms um, and I just, I like it more. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Normally I would shave my armpits uh, because during the summer, just like having that cleaned out, I feel like naturally cooler. Like, I'm easier to, like, cool off. Um, Also, less, I feel like there's less, like, musk. Because I feel like hair actually, like, holds in, like, your natural scent and stench. Which I could get into later with the scientific stuff. As far as everything else, like, I trim down below. I I don't really go all the way because I'm just really scared of shaving around the balls. Because I've seen so many horror stories of, you know, nicks and cuts down there. Oh, yeah. And, And, again, that's just a prime area for infection. Um, I've been thinking about shaving my legs, honestly. I haven't gotten around to it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to imagine your legs right now. Like, you aren't a very hairy person as it is. I'm not. No. So, like, trying to imagine you with armpit hair. I'm like, and I've known you forever. Like, I, yeah. I, I've never seen your armpits. Have really? I seen your pits? I think so. I think you've seen my pits. Let me see your pits the next time I see you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come look at my pits. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like naturally, I don't have a lot of body hair to begin with, so, like, I feel like I'm just gonna, you know, just one day say fucking shave my legs. I'm, I'm already thinking about that for, for Halloween purposes, because it's easier right. to, like, wear tights without body hair, so. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, what made you start grooming? Um, I don't know. For me, it felt like I felt cleaner in a sense or just like more hygienic doing that um 
as far as like shaving around pubic area, um, I just thought it aesthetically looked better. Um, okay. Like, you know, it's more shapely, it's easier to maintain. Um, again, there's less of, you know, the sweat and stuff lingering around. Uh, it makes your junk look bigger. <laughs> is that true? Is that really a thing? Yes, it is absolutely a thing. Um, if you notice, like, just go on, like, any subreddit, like, porn subreddit or, like, Pornhub, 80% of the dudes on there, their junk is completely shaved. So I greatly prefer a guy to, like, be very well manicured. Like, uh-huh. It doesn't have to be pristine. Like, I get it. Um, I, it is a huge pet peeve of mine if a guy does not trim regularly. Yeah. Um, but I also don't like the clean shaven vibe for two reasons. One is mm-hmm. um, it's, it feels like I'm fucking a child and I don't like that. I don't uh, like, I'm not, I want a grown human being that I, yeah. <laughs> and it's the same because I'm bi, like it's the same thing with women. Like I yeah. don't want them completely shaven or waxed or whatever. It makes me, it makes me feel weird. Like it, it feels like, having pubic hair is like a sign of your body maturing and of you being an adult and like yeah being human also and so like completely gone makes me feel super uncomfortable um and then the second reason is that um when guys are completely shaven there's a shit ton of stubble there and that shit is rubbing all over my clit and it's very 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 painful it's literally papering the shit out of my vagina yeah, seriously. Even, like, for me, like, if I'm masturbating and I've shaven, uh, like, three or four days later, you get that stubble, and it, like, it, like, digs into your wrists. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Now, imagine rubbing that in, this, in like, the fleshy parts between your legs for 20 minutes. Uh, awful. It's, it's the worst. So, yeah. Um, those, are, those are the two reasons why I don't like it when um, men specifically are completely clean shaven. For women, it's, like, the stubble doesn't bother me as much. Uh-huh. Like, if it's stubbly, it's like, okay, that's fine, whatever. Like, I fucked a girl on her period. Like, none of, like, mm-hmm. none, nothing creeps me out. Nothing grosses <laughs> me out. It's like, bodies are bodies. Yeah. Uh, but as a woman, I feel like I've been conditioned to be constantly pristine. I'm not allowed to, like, have bodily functions. Um, periods are, like, supposedly gross for a lot of guys. And, like, it just feels like there's, like, all this pressure as a woman to be, like, hairless and pristine and smelling like nothing like it's it's all this like unnecessary bullshit and pressure yeah that we get saddled with and Mm -hmm. it doesn't go both ways which really yeah it's it's yeah that's seriously fucked up it's like so one-sided yeah and then the uh, and so like that's part of it right like pubic hair since like this is like a like a kinks like podcast um we talk a lot about (laughs) fucking um, but also, like, body hair? Like, how do you feel about body hair on both men and women? For and guys, facial hair. Facial hair, um, it really, it's hit, it's hit or miss for me. Like, I don't mind a guy that has a beard. For me, like, a shorter beard that's more well-kept is more more of a turn-on for me. Like, whatever floats your boat. But, like, I'm not a big fan of, the of like, the big, you know, bushy beard look. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are a fan of it, you know, all, all the power to you. Um, I do tend to prefer clean shaven men. As far as body hair itself, I don't like men that look like they haven't shaven a day in their life. Mm-hmm. So it's just like just bush on their chest and on their legs. And it's just like, you know, like Sasquatch all over. Yeah. Um, not a turn on for me. Um, as far as like clean shaven, I don't mind it. Um, I think it's hot, but it's not like a super, super turn on. Like I, I, for me personally, a trimmed look, yeah, you know, shaven, like that's, that's the hottest thing for me. Um, for women, I don't swing either way. I think the clean shaven look is super hot, but I think bushes are hot as fuck too. Um, yeah. Um, and I've been with women that have been, you know, completely shaven or, you know, just rocking the bush and. You know, I love them both for, for completely different reasons, but, you know, I, I feel like that's more like their decision of what they feel comfortable with. And I think that's more of the confidence. Like I'm more turned on by their confidence in what they desire with their bodies rather than the actual look. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, what about, what about like, um, like armpit hair and leg hair? 
Um, lake hair, I don't mind it, but for lake hair, if it's like really out there, um, it's a bit of a turnoff for me. Um, same with armpit hair, like uh, just a little bit, I'm completely cool with. I think it's perfectly normal and fine. Like when it gets to the point where it's like clearly unhygienic, then that becomes a turnoff. That makes sense. Yeah. I feel like in Western society, specifically in the United States, for some reason we equate hair with being clean and hygienic. Yeah. And I don't think that there is any evidence to support that. And if anything, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure having hair, hair traps, I mean, there's, it's kind of weird and gross, but like there's a reason why you have nose hair. Yeah. It traps stuff from getting deep into your mucousy, squishy parts. And so it's the same thing with your private parts. You have hair there for a reason. There's, there's yeah. a purpose for it. Um, but as far as like what turns me on, um, actually mm-hmm. I should say what turns me off. I hate body hair on men. Um, mm-hmm. I think having it is fine. Like, like you can't help, you can't help it. Like, right. But, um, uh-huh mostly like white guys and like eastern european guys like middle eastern guys like anybody mm-hmm. that has like a lot of body hair i am like I, i'm like you i no i can't no. i'm sorry <laughs> like it just chest hair is I, and again like if, if you have chest hair like there are plenty of people out there that love chest hair i am mm-hmm. not one of those people um i think i'm a lot more tolerant of like leg hair and arm hair but I would expect it to be trimmed. Like I would have to really like you and be like, no, you need to trim. And I'd be like happy to trim you. Uh Um, And then like back hair. No, like (laughs) I, I just, and for me, it's, I don't really equate hair with like cleanliness. Mm -hmm. I equate like the texture. I do not like the texture. I don't like the feeling of body hair. I just don't fucking like it. Um, So it's not so much like, Ooh, you're dirty. It's more like, oh, I don't, I don't want to touch you because you're, you feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> you feel weird. Yeah. It's like that, uh, that coarse, like that coarse feeling of the hair, especially like when it's really thick. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. like it. Um, I love dudes with long hair. I love dudes with short hair. Like the, like the top of your head hair. I don't really mm. care. Facial hair. Well, I prefer like shaven. Uh-huh. Um, I've dated a guy for like a long time that had like facial hair and was quite handsome with it and it looked good on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and it, look, there's a reason why I really like Asian dudes. Let's just, <laughs> like, it deals with a lot of these problems real fucking quick for me. Uh, <laughs> but like leg hair that is missing on a dude. I'm like, what is going on? Like there's a story and you care a lot about your legs and do I need to be concerned? Yeah. It's like, are you a bodybuilder? Like, are you an athlete? Because I've seen a lot of athletes do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's it's weird to see guys without like hair. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with like a guy's perception that the hair is kind of like hiding their like muscle tone. So especially for bodybuilders and like, you know, athletes, they'll shave it because, you know, it gives better tone to their muscles and it looks, you know, aesthetically better. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. And then, or, or like even like just aerodynamics too. Yeah. Like, like for swimmers and stuff. Yeah. Swimmers, you know, if you're, if you're a marathon runner and things like that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like things like that, like is like, okay. Um, for women, I'm not wild about armpit hair. I feel like it's something I would tolerate. Like, I don't think I would ever have the audacity to tell another person what to do with their body. Uh-huh. But I, I would certainly feel weirded out by, like, armpit hair. Um, and I do not like hair on a woman. Like, if, you, if you're stubbly, like, I get it. I get uh-huh. it, right? But, like, I don't like hairy legs. I'm not a fan of armpits. But weirdly, like, I know a lot of girls do a lot of work on, like, their mustache and their arms and stuff, and uh-huh. I do not care. Like, could not really? care. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know why, but it's just kind of, like, the arms and, like, your upper lip is, like, I don't know. 
it's kind of like with my arms, right? Like I do it yeah. because, like I don't like seeing it. Mm-hmm. And it I just the when I see it, I touch it and I'm like, I don't like how that feels. Yeah. Uh, but if a girl's like arm and like lip hair or whatever are like soft, I don't care. Because it doesn't bother me. Like the texture mm-hmm. of it doesn't bother me. What about pubic hair on women? Like what's your preference? Um, I prefer I don't care how it's removed. I do not mm-hmm. like bush. I don't like it. At all. Like I I don't I don't want to lick it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to feel it. Like a landing strip is fine or like mm-hmm. a manicured bush that's like closely trimmed is fine. Mm-hmm. Um I I just not that it's gross. It's just like I don't want to touch you there because I don't like the feeling of hair. Oh, I see. So you're more concerned about just the texture of it. Yeah. Like I couldn't like it's not like it's really truly like I don't think hair is gross or dirty. Mm-hmm. I have really long hair too. So like if anything, I'm not one to like talk shit about other people's hair. I have mm-hmm. more hair per volume than most people I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I don't like how it feels. I don't like how it feels on the body. I could go either way, like as far as like super clean shaven like bare, it's fine. Um, but that's like a bigger opportunity to run into stubble and like running your tongue against really spiny, you know, spikes of hair is not fun. Um, it's it's funny because I never feel that way. Really? Yeah. It doesn't bother me. Huh. That's interesting. Um, and as far as like, I, I like, honestly, I love Bush. Like, I think it, like for me aesthetically, it's, it's really such a turn on for me. Um, but like going down, yeah, it's a little bit harder because like you have a lot more to deal with and get through, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like hair captures more of like the aroma and like the pheromones. Yeah. So it's even more of a turn on like going down and things like that. Yeah. And I think, I think that might be why, I mean, chemically, right? Like whenever something smells, it's uh-huh. ass- smell is bacteria like yeah that, that, that facts are facts right and so yeah. um i could see why people would think like oh that smells therefore it's dirty yeah um, but i i would agree with you there that like it is really satisfying and part of the reason why i don't like fully naked pubic body parts uh-huh. um i like how i said that pure, plural but i guess i'm <laughs> bi so yeah it would be yeah. body parts yeah if I go down and like it doesn't smell like anything, it's like that's interesting. Like, why don't you smell like a human? Yeah, like I've I've run into that too, and it's just like, you know, it's it's cool. Like, you know, I'm still turned on, but it's just like you're just like, huh, that's interesting. When you run into, you know, you're down there and you feel the heat and you like, you can get that smell and like the the pheromones are just like turn you on. Like that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, funny enough, I actually have some in my notes here um, about the purpose of pubic hair. Um, Alyssa Dweck from um, Westchester County, New York. She's a gynecologist, and she works as a clinical professor at Mount Sinai Hospital. Um, she says that the purpose of pubic hair is likely twofold. Um, one, it could play a role in regulating temperature. Uh, more importantly, it's thought to trap pheromone scent from our natural perspiration for partner attractiveness, selection, and sexual arousal. So there is some scientific backing to this. That makes sense. And like, I do smell a lot stronger when I'm ovulating or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like whenever my body is like, hey, can we make a baby? And I'm like, no. (laughs) Um, And I think men have that cycle too, right? Where you're like, you have more pheromones. Yeah, and I think for, for men, it's more driven by testosterone. Like, for me personally, if I worked out really hard that day or, you know, like, ran or jogged, no matter, like, even, like, after taking a shower and everything, like, I could notice my own scent a lot more right. when I'm turned on. So I think that has to do with, you know, like, partner attractiveness and, you know, your body kind of giving off signals that you're fit. Interesting. I wonder if the reason why we've retained body hair in specific places obviously like natural selection whatnot right Um, yeah having less hair is more attractive and it's just simply been selected out of our species Mm. um but i wonder if it it does in fact play a role i mean it's no coincidence that where we have a lot of our pheromones released 
we have retained hair. Yeah. Yeah, especially not not just, you know, between your legs, but armpits. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a huge signal emitter. Um, hair, just in general, on your head. Mm -hmm. Things like that. Um, but what's interesting, um, looking at studies, there's a lot of talk about uh, temperature regulation. And that makes a lot of sense, um, especially for, you know, your, your genitals. Like, that's a really temperature-sensitive area. And, you know, if it's too hot or too cold, it may interfere with, you know, being able to reproduce. Um, likewise, same for armpit hair. Um, you sweat profusely there to regulate your body temperature. Um, so that, that makes a lot of sense. Interesting. Yeah. And I know that for men, the, the balls require heat, right. To be working properly. Yeah. Um, um yeah. So, so your testicles will react based on temperature. So if you feel like your body is too hot, your balls, your balls will literally drop to, to maximize the amount of, um, of, you know, space. Area? Yeah. Surface area to, to let more heat escape. Likewise, that's why when, you know, guys get cold or they jump in a cold pool, they shrivel up because your body's bringing them in to kind of regulate, regulate the temperature and make sure that they're trying to retain the heat. So your sperm don't die, basically. Do you feel like you notice a difference between when you shave and how your body reacts to temperature and, and when you don't? Um, honestly, I do. Um, I don't shave my balls, you know, completely bare often. I tend to avoid it. Um, but when I do trim, I do notice more of a difference and more of my body reacting to temperature than normal. Oh, speaking of, I ran into an article, um, from the website Manscaped. Uh, they're a supplier of male grooming products, uh, that also work for your penis and balls. Um, but they had a couple of reasons why men should shave their pubes. Um, going back at what we talked about earlier, their first uh, reason was shaping your pubes keeps you cooler. Um, I, I'm not 100% sure about that because, again, that, that temperature regulation that your hair does, um, that wicks away sweat. So your body's kind of regulating your temperature that way. Uh, their second reason, uh, shaving your pubes makes sex feel more intimate. Um, I can kind of agree with that. Um, solely on the fact that like more skin is exposed. Um, but I feel like personally, I haven't noticed that much of a difference between, you know, having sex where I'm, you know, not really trimmed or, you know, fucking when I'm nearly bare. Right. Yeah. I've certainly noticed a big difference between, certainly not temperature-wise, but definitely um, tactilely. Like, uh -huh. I feel a lot more um, when I'm shaven or right. waxed. Yeah, I'm significantly more sensitive. Uh -huh. Is, it, is um, it easy? Do you, like, do you come easier when you're normally shaved? Uh, not necessarily. I come easy anyway, so I don't think uh -huh. that's a very good metric by which to, to judge <laughs> it. I think it's a matter of... Um, you know, when you hear a sound over and over and over and over and over again, you kind of start to ignore it. So the yeah. sound is still there, but you're almost deaf to it. Yeah. For me with pubic hair, not having that constant sensation of my hair makes me more sensitive to touch. Interesting. Because I'm not blocking out sensation. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you're, you're kind of not tuning out those sensations that you're used to. Right. In a way. Huh. Right. Interesting. Um, oh, go ahead. It's interesting that you bring up the article about the men's shaving products because the reason why women in America started shaving is because Gillette basically wanted to sell more razors. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can get into that once we start covering more of the history. Um, I think we should start off sort of in like ancient times, right? Because like yeah. I think the ancient Egyptians had a method called sugaring. Huh. And really? um, they basically, sugaring is basically a form of waxing. Huh. 
And then I think the Greeks used to pluck all of their hair. Yeah, so yeah, Egyptians had their own form of waxing. Um, the Greeks, yeah, they did it way more painfully by removing pubic hair by plucking them out individually. I mean, that's um, basically what waxing is. You're just not doing it individually. <laughs> yeah. Um, they even, uh, in, in certain instances, they would burn off their pubic hair entirely. Have you ever burnt your hair before? Uh, maybe once in a bonfire. <laughs> it's a terrible smell. Really? It's terrible. So I can't, I can't begin to imagine the smell of people burning their hair on the regular. Uh, like, not just that, but burnt pubic hair. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like death and pheromones. What I think is really interesting is like over, over the years and the centuries, and it's certainly in the last hundred years, um, the trends have, have shifted from one direction to another. Um, like, for example, um, King George V, excuse me, King George IV kept his mistress's clippings in a box. Huh. Yeah. And um, other interesting stuff, too. So, like, for example, um, like in the Stone Ages, right, men and women shaved their heads for a battle, but also for hygiene purposes. And this is something mm -hmm. we see elsewhere. Um, you'll often see them shave heads in prison or um, have other basically delousing methods. Um, huh. So they would, they would shave everything off for um, public sanitation purposes. Mm -hmm. um, like I mentioned, Egypt would, um, would wax. And a lot of that was because cleanliness was really important to their culture. And all ages were actually expected to remove their hair. Um, all ages and all genders. So this wasn't just a woman thing or a man thing. Like children were expected to be removing their hair on the regular. Oh, wow. Um, for crazy. ancient Greece, women were expected to be super smooth and free of hair everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. But they would um, expect men to have thick beards. So imagine being a dude in Greece and you're expected to have a thick beard and it wouldn't grow in. Oh man, that would have been horrible. Cause it's easy to remove it. Right. But like, yeah. imagine the pressure of having, having to have hair and like kind of like the, the beard trend that we had not too long ago uh -huh. or like no shave November. Like there's, there's a lot of pressure for men to grow hair, especially yeah. on their face. It would be really tough to be someone back then that genetically, wasn't for me to have a lot of facial hair so you imagine someone who just can't grow a beard like that must have been so like humiliating in a sense. totally um going forward a little bit um it's interesting th that like the victorians on the outside were very conservative um very kind of buttoned up and very strict people but the um styles hid the body so much that there was no need to get rid of hair anywhere. Really? So um, with that, it was also like pretty popular to like give locks of hair hmm. from different parts of your body. Um, and then as we sort of started, hold on, let's make sure that I'm not jumping a far too, too far ahead. Um, in this 15th and 16th century, um, people shaved to avoid lice, um, but women would wear something called like a merkin which is like a wig mm -hmm. to maintain modesty um if they're like if there's some wind or something so they would shave because of like pubic lice and body lice right yeah um, but they would have pubic hair wigs in order to maintain because they didn't have underwear or, or you know whatever our undergarments that were yeah. necessary so they would have fake pubic hair and That's it's so interesting. Century. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like I mentioned, during like the Victorian era, um, it was not common to shave hair. Um, and in fact, giving a lock of your hair, both on your head or from your nethers, was very popular. Um, but we started to see that change in the 1920s. And that is when um, 
when b- basically we start to see flappers, right? And so yeah. we have rising hemlines, we're starting to show a lot more skin. And mm-hmm. people would go through a bunch of different ways to get rid of their body hair. Um, sandpapering, using pumice stones, wax, and even x-ray radiation was used. What the fuck? Yep. So yep. they would literally irradiate themselves, you know, and their hair would just fall off. Yeah, in, in hopes that it would um, permanently get rid of their hair. Wow. Yep. Um, so as we go into sort of the 30s and 40s, um, we start to see more and more um, mainstream of, of women um, shaving shaving their body, shaving their like hair. Um, mm-hmm. Like I mentioned earlier, Gillette was the first to advertise razors to women in the 20s. And it was done oh. in a way that was like, not very subtle and that's where we first start to see the um the body shaming around hair and it was basically mm. like if you are a lady um you're not hairy because hair is gross and ladies are delicate and clean and wanna, that that sounds like nearly all that was said just for like advertising purposes it was purely <laughs> so purely that could make more money 100%. yeah um, so as as we started to get into World War II, um, hemlines are, ra- are are rising. But the thing that really got women across the board to start shaving of all ages was that we had a severe nylon shortage during the war. So women had hemlines that were up to their knees, and they had exposed bare legs, so they started to shave. Interesting. The other thing, and this is something that's going to start to become more and more prominent, the media and specifically pinups and pornography, Mm -hmm. um, pinups were displaying these women in like bikinis with these long, smooth legs. So Mm -hmm. that also influenced women. And this, that started to kind of set this expectation that um, men would have of women, that their legs would be smooth shaven. So it was almost like a, the beginning of a two-pronged attack on women. On one side, it's fashionable, and on the, and the other side, it's kind of expected out of you. Yeah. So as we move into the 50s now, um, the popularity of the bikini starts um, making people more aware of the people's bikini line. So we go from shaving our legs to shaving our armpits, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're shaving and trimming the area, the pubic area, um, to basically not show when we're at the beach, our body hair. Yeah. As we start moving into the 60s and especially the 70s and 80s, um, mm-hmm. we, we certainly see pubic hair in porn, right? Um, yeah. Part of that is because having pubic hair was seen almost as like um, a, a form of being comfortable with your body, um, it was it was very in vogue. You're embracing your natural hair. You're embracing your skin. Um, it was very counterculture and just very very on trend to have body hair. Oh, I was gonna say it makes a lot of sense because that was like the whole sexual liberation movement of you know the late '60s, early '70s. Yeah, people were just you know, and we also have the 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 um, civil rights movement. You know, people yeah. are people are pushing for more acceptance of um, of black people hair yeah. and, um, natural hair is the, the appropriate way to call it. And so, um, we start to see that in sixties and seventies. So once we start getting into the eighties, something similar happens that happened in the fifties, which was we have the rise of these like high cut bathing suits, workout uh-huh. wear, and there's pressure to start kind of tidying up that area. Mm-hmm. because you're exposing so much flesh um we're moving away from the trends of like the 60s and 70s back into sort of these like tighter more exposed clothing yeah. um nair actually becomes a, a popular product in the 80s mm-hmm. and all of this culminates to the very first brazilian wax that is done in new york city not in Brazil. What? 1987. So I am as old as Brazilian waxes are. We gotta, we gotta do like a Brazilian wax birthday now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Brazilian waxes um, were, they take off and they especially become really popular as a result of the, um, in, 
what am I trying to say? It becomes especially popular to get waxed in the 2000s because of a Sex in the City episode in which the main character got uh, a wax. And so it uh-huh. became the very in vogue thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from there, we kind of just started like getting more and more extra and vajazzling came into play. <laughs> I remember and, the, the whole vajazzling like, meme of what was it like the mid 2000s late 2000s yep and you would start seeing like the micro g strings and you know pretty much it was like nothing was the standard and the norm and we start to see a couple of things happen um on one hand um you see again the sort of two-pronged attack Mm -hmm. on women um in the 90s where um it becomes very in vogue to be completely hairless because it's, yeah. um, it's sexy, it's sultry, it's against the norm of, you know, being hairy and being bushy and embracing your natural hair in the 70s and 80s. So fashion um, mm-hmm. goes in the pure opposite direction, which is com- completely bare, short hair, androgyny was really in. Um, so you have sort of this, this fashion side coming at women saying you need to you need to shave you need to trim you need to be hairless and then also you have a huge porn industry that's also really excited about this hairlessness yeah you know i i can't help but wonder and speculate if the lolita influence and sort of um the very like not so subtle pedophilic sort of vibes that come into play in like the 90s were glorifying hypersexualized young girls and I honestly think it's because of trends right we we go from really idolizing and worshiping experienced sultry the graduate you know the the experienced mom that like yeah. It's going to give you a blowjob at your best friend's graduation party, right? Like, yeah. we go from idolizing the experienced woman to putting um, the inexperienced woman up on the pedestal. And then I think we, we've, we've now become very aware of how problematic that is. And yeah. you start to see, like, conversations between couples that are just like, I don't want you to shape your all of it off because, like, I'm not a pedophile. Like, I don't want you to look like a child. I want you to look like an adult and be an adult. For yeah. Me. And so um, now we're kind of in this 2010s where it's kind of whatever goes. Um, laser hair removal has become more popular um, in the sex worker industry with strippers. They tend to get laser hair removal just because it's expected out of them, right? Um, in their profession, uh-huh. they're kind of being elevated to this very specific expectation. But you start to just see in general this last decade or so. Um, I've even seen body piercers talk about um, being excited to take a photo of a, a clip piercing that they did uh-huh. because the girl has a tampon in. Really? And, yeah. And it's just like, it's the 2010s really feels like we've started to begun to normalize bodies. And I, yeah. and I don't think it's in reaction of like, fetishizing it I think it's just we've all come to this realization of like bodies are bodies and all bodies are beautiful and yeah. if you want to trim then that's awesome and if you don't want to trim then that doesn't mean that you're dirty that's just your preference and if you want to shave then that's cool too and we've kind of gone like full circle a couple of times just in the past 50 years yeah it's really crazy to think about even like when you go online just the average people just like commenting um you know, like back in like 2005, most guys online would be like, ew, no, like bushes are awful, like clean shaven or nothing. But like yeah. you notice nowadays that that trend is bucked and guys are like, you know what? Bushes are, are hot, like trimmed is hot. And I feel like pressure, the, the pressure for guys to like a certain style because they feel like their friends like it too, or, you know, it's kind of expected of them. I feel like that trend is really bucked. I agree. Um, I think it's also, it has a lot to do with the fact that our porn industry is no longer manicured. (laughs) Yeah. Unintended, but we're not getting our porn just from big studios. Everybody has an iPhone. Everybody has a home camcorder. We're making porn at home. We watch porn. Yeah, like anybody can set up an OnlyFans in like 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, so you are also now seeing sexy, sexy times performed by normal people doing fun, sexy stuff. And I think that you tend to gravitate to what you're exposed to the most. So like, yeah. for example, we all thought for whatever reason, the um, colored glasses and like frosted tips were like the hottest thing in the world in the yeah. TV. And now we look back <laughs> at that and cringe. And that's because at the time we were exposed to a lot of it. And at the time that was the societal norm. And now we look back and we're like, wow, that is peak cringe. Yeah. Um, but but what, the, the funny thing is it's like, give it like 10 years and then like, there's going to be a huge subset of people online that are going to completely fetishize that. Totally. Yeah. And we're just going to go back and forth. And so I think right now we're in this, in this like embracing bodies, embracing natural skin color and, and we're trying to move away from body shaming and skin shaming and hair shaming people. And I think we're going to inevitably swing back. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Kate Moss was like the it look that Ally McBeal really twiggy, supermodel anorexic look was really in for decades and now being thick double c is in right now and we're gonna we're just gonna keep bouncing back and forth i think it's just gonna continue to shift and change yeah i wonder well i I feel like part of that's gonna be like what can companies you know bank on what can they profit off so it's gonna be really interesting to see because normally they they were the drivers of the trends they were the people you know telling women hey like this is the new thing you should be hot like this when they've kind of lost control of that now now it's driven by everyday people it's reactive yeah which i think it's it's they're trying to anticipate what people want to do and also it's kind of like this industry standard you know you have industry cons and they're like this is the new big thing and then you have 7,000 people at this con that see the new big thing. They all go back to their bosses and they're like, this is the new big thing. And if so facto, it becomes the new big thing that nobody asked for, but it just, that, that just happens right in every industry. Yeah. We have that. Yeah. Um, and you know, overall, it really seemed that people want men's hair body hair, facial hair, head hair, and pubic hair to just be maintained. Yeah. Like, I think for a lot of women, um, and again, like, this is based off of just what research that I did. Um, I I don't think I could speak for um, the the gay male population, uh, but it just seems like facial hair is not necessarily a deal breaker for a lot of people. Um, Chest hair seems to be the most divisive in terms of it's like, absolutely not or yes i absolutely love it like there doesn't yeah. seem a whole lot of people that are in the middle um yeah. arms and legs seems to be very much like a yeah you have hair like so as long as it's like not a problem or weird um yeah. and then pubic hair pretty consistently was like i don't want you to look like a child but i also want you to like pay attention to the fact that you have hair down there and that like you shouldn't let it get crazy yeah. And then lastly, um, <laughs> with <laughs> back hair for men, um, I think there's a lot of pressure for hairy men to like get rid of it or, you know, think that they're being shamed. And it's like, you you should be with somebody that loves you for who you are. And like, if, yeah. if you encounter somebody that shames you for your back hair, imagine the other things that they're going to shame you for. Right. Right. Like I was raised to not make fun of things that people can't change. And it's like, you can't change the fact that you're really hairy. So I don't make fun of people for it. I certainly am not attracted to it. And that is like my prerogative. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, wow, that person's disgusting. It's like, yeah, people don't like it, but it's also like, you also have a back that happens to be hairy and no one's yeah. going to call you for that. Yeah. Um, in terms of statistics, it looks like, a majority of college age men and women do some sort of landscaping. Um, mm-hmm. 80% of women um, trim or landscape in the last month, roughly, and about 40% of men. That number is really low. We need that, that number to that hire is, everybody. That's <laughs> crazy surprising to me. I would have guessed it would have been like 70 or 80%. Yeah, uh, it's pretty low for college age guys. Um, wow. I've, I've, I've been around. I've been with a lot of different kinds of guys 
And um, I found that most guys do some form of maintenance. Uh-huh. I don't think I've, I think I've been with like one or two guys that like didn't trim enough mm-hmm. and it really impacted my like, and I, and like, I try not to comment on it because uh-huh. like, I don't want to make, especially you're naked in front of somebody. Like that is the worst time to like bring up like something about their body yeah Um, but for the most part most of the guys i've ever been with have like maintained it and most of the girls i've been with have been like impeccably like maintained really that's crazy have you noticed any difference in like confidence for guys that are like completely like trimmed and maintained versus like people that don't really give a shit i think there's certainly a correlation between your confidence levels and the amount of self-care that you do mm-hmm. um and that self-care is a how you eat how much water you drink b exercise c hygiene like how often do you like how well do you clean your body how often do you clean your body yeah um, nail trimming like all of those things are indicators of how um how much you love your body Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, if you love your body and you love yourself enough to take care of it and, and maintain it, um, there's going to be a correlation to your confidence levels. Um, I've seen pretty consistently guys with big dicks or like medium to large, they don't seem to notice or care as much. Uh-huh. Guys that are like medium to smaller. So medium guys like tend to go one way or another. Um, they tend to be a little bit more aware. Um, but as far as confidence level goes, really it correlates with that person's personal confidence. So if they're an insecure person, um, they're just fucking insecure in everything that they do. And it's really fucking annoying. (laughs) So I really don't like unconfident people. It's a fucking pet peeve. It's like all of my friends, I'm like, you are amazing and I will beat the shit out of you. Yeah. If you don't agree with me. You are amazing. You are amazing. And don't let anybody, don't talk, don't talk about my best friend like that. <laughs> don't you dare. Like that's just because yeah. everybody is amazing. Everybody has something to offer. And it just bums me out when like, like I see guys on like Facebook groups, like in like the sex Facebook groups being like, I have a small dick. And like, I'm really afraid of like somebody making fun of me. And I'm like, yo, don't fuck people that give a shit about how big your dick is because yeah. they're on some fucked up shit. And that is crunchy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like if, like, if you're with someone that loves you for who you are, like, the size of their dick is, like, among the the bottom things on their mind. Like, they're more concerned with how am I gonna make how am I going to make this person like yell in bed as he comes like like crazy, you know? Yeah, I I have to say I really want to fuck a micro dick just to say that I really. Have. Yeah, I'm curious. That'd be cool. I do not I I do not like really care like what the size is i certainly have a preference but it's like mm-hmm. have you washed your dick and balls within the last 12 hours to 24 hours <laughs> check um have you maintained it within the last three weeks or two weeks depending on how fast your hair grows check um <laughs> get in bed like do you have do you have aids like have we taken the tests cool yeah. let's fuck like i'm not like very <laughs> particular like it's like it's dick and like pussy is pussy like i'm not that yeah. picky about it like i don't think i would ever i've never encountered a person that's gone through like a horror story of like oh like i pulled out my pants and they were like no yeah like, like it, for someone to do that like they got to be really fucking condescending yeah like, and that, I've, that and says I've, more about their character than anything else yeah and honestly, like, I don't think I've ever had a guy, I've only had one person in my life ever tell me that I should, like, get a wax. Really? And, like, to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, for the most part, guys are like, cool, we're fucking, like, and, and I'm also, like, very, very good about shaving and trimming and, like, being on top of it. Mm-hmm. Conversely, I've also only been with one guy that was like, wow, I really want you to grow it out. And I'm like, No. Like I've, I, I've tried and I hate it and I don't like it. And I'm glad that it makes you happy, but this is my body and I'm going to do what I want to do. and makes me happy because at the end of the day, if you are happy with your body, you are more confident and you're going to be way more fun to fuck. Yeah. 
yeah for sure that translates so much to like like literally how good you are in bed because like your confidence is like 90 percent of that totally yeah like go ahead oh uh, well I was just gonna ask you like have you have you slept with very many people that are not Americans honestly no um I've had previous flings where their parents were European um but they were born and raised in America so I haven't really had that much experience outside of you know North American women Mm -hmm. or men Mm -hmm. um but how what about you like do you (laughs) see do, do you notice any difference between you know like guys from North America or guys from Europe you know, yes. or Asia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, um, but, well, besides the obvious, you know, percentage of men that are uncircumcised. <laughs> yeah. So circumcision is certainly um, far, far more common in North America. Yeah. Um, that, that should warrant its own episode, to be honest. We really should. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as far as like body hair um, with women... I haven't had a lot of international partners um, that are female, but I've had many male international partners. Um, And I've found that the people that are more sexually aware, whether it's like they're into the BDSM scene or, you know, they watch a lot of porn or they're very comfortable with their sexuality um, or they're more into American culture, they certainly subscribe to American aesthetics and you see that in their body hair and their amount of trimming. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a thing. Um, and then I've also um, done some research just sort of around the world, like how um, women sort of like do their hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, looking at it, none of this surprises me. Um, Europe-wide, 10% of women completely remove their pubic hair, um, 15% are trimmed, and 75% leave it completely natural. Really? Um, yeah, and like, I certainly saw a little bit of this in France. I know French women are like supposedly notorious for like not shaving, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't really notice it that much when I lived there for a while. Um, there is some indication that a lot of um, Asian women have a tendency to not do a lot of shaving and trimming. And I think a lot of that is just because their culture um, is a little bit more um, conservative. Uh-huh. They tend to have less sexual partners. Um, so there's a very different level of pressure to like groom and especially like the, um, the way that they dress there is a little less provocative than Western styles. So um, you certainly see a hairier and or completely quote-unquote unkept bush in in places like um japan and china um the only difference between japan and china is that in japan they tend to shave their legs and their armpits in china um they pretty much just don't at all they don't do any body hair stuff because they feel like it's it's natural and like why 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 do you care that's really interesting because for you know people in america the their idea of japanese culture you know a lot of that's influenced by you know things like anime and video games Mm -hmm. and you know most americans would have that notion of oh japanese women are clean shaven because you know most of the anime women that they see in the manga and hentai it's like it's stylized like that yeah that's really interesting to think about yeah and i've seen my fair share of like porn and manga mm-hmm. um and you tend to see the more realistic stuff be very hairy like uh-huh. this girl has bush and again i think um because under unfortunately underage girls are very common in japanese hentai mm-hmm. um you do tend to see less body hair on them yeah um so i i but like if you watch actual like japanese human people fucking Mm -hmm. you would be shocked at the amount of body hair they have really yes um i couldn't find a whole lot of research on the middle east and what i could find was so limited that i couldn't like correlate it across multiple sources so i'm not going to cover middle east Mm -hmm. um and then um i did find a little bit on like indian women that seem to 
be relatively consistent, which is that um, upper class Indian women completely remove their leg, underarm, and pubic hair. Um, it's super common to use a dilapidatory, which is um, basically like a chemical. And laser hair removal is becoming very, very popular. And um, in a 2008 study of Australian university students found that 60% removed some or all of their pubic hair. Um, and it, again, same thing where it's like, if they would consume a lot of American media, you had a higher instance of having completely bare pubic regions. Interesting. Um, and then I think to kind of wrap up sort of my, my segment of all this is the most popular grooming style among women in Brazil. What do you think it is? Um, in Brazil, it is not the Brazilian wax. <laughs> it's true. I, it's not. The Brazilian wax is chiefly an American thing. Um, uh -huh. Brazilian women mostly just do a landing strip. And if they do get a wax or quote, unquote, Brazilian wax, they wax off sort of the inner inner um, thigh, pubic, like bikini line area, what we consider uh -huh. a bikini wax. That's uh -huh. usually what they get removed via wax, but they don't get rid of everything like we do here. That's interesting. It sounds more like, you know, having, having that kind of wax cut, sounds more like sort of like the 80s, early 90s, you know, pubic hair style in a way. Yeah, and again, I think it's it's this American habit and misconception that like hair equals dirt and dirty. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, oh, you have a ton of hair, like, you don't clean after yourself, or you're, you know, like, you're messy, you know, ideas like that. Yeah, and I think that there is a lot to be said about that, um, not to skin shame anybody, but if you have acne, that on a subconscious level might be conveying to someone that you don't take care of your skin or your body, and you might be dirty as a result of it. I've certainly found that the more aggressive and like thorough I am, not aggressive, but like really thoroughly huh. washing my face using tea tree oil does tend to keep me from, I have very acne prone skin, but I tend to not have any because I'm, I do like a three step washing system every night. <laughs> um, and it's the same thing with like odors, like people associate odor with uncleanliness and body odor with uncleanliness. So it, it's like, we it's like an if this then that sort of situation yeah level and i think in america we re-raise it up a ridiculous amount and i i can't help but feel like that's because we have a country of bullies yeah and that body shaming is a very real thing in this country we body shame people for being too skinny for being too fat for being too muscly for being yep. too whatever too feminine, you know things too like feminine. that like you're too gay looking you're not masculine enough you're too tomboyish your hair is greasy like your bo is bad and like you know i remember being in high school and there's this really lovely girl in my class who smelled super 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 bad mm -hmm. because she was so nice nobody had the heart to talk to her about her body odor because it was like if I talk to you about this, I'm afraid that it's going to hurt your feelings because that is such a huge part of our culture Yeah. to say, ew, you're smelly or to make fun of how someone smells that like you can't even tell your friend who is smelly to help them because you're yeah. afraid of hurting their feelings. It's like, this yeah, like you're, you're coming at it from such a, you know, helping point of view Yeah. But your fear is that you're, you're going to bully them for it. Yes. And like, yeah. I don't know, I think that there's other things to consider too. Like, as we age, we start to grow hair in new places. That is just a thing that human bodies do, especially women that are menopausal. They start to develop hair and grow like beards. And like, that's a thing that happens to women. Um, and like our eyebrows start to like grow in differently and we start to have ear hair like that. These are all things that like, like we have nose hair, like cut it, trim it, pluck it, like whatever you want to do, like make an effort to like 
take care of these little, it's, I, I feel like it's low yeah. hanging fruit, right? Like mm-hmm. you can't change the fact that you, you are more likely to have cystic acne, like especially cystic acne, but you can control how clean you are, how nice you are, like you're, you've shaved your face, like control the things that you can control. And like, even for men that are like getting older, like taking care of your eyebrows is such low hanging fruit. And like, no one's asking you to get a wax. And like watching my husband get his eyebrows waxed, the difference was like night and day. And like, really? Yes. In that, well, for one, he's Asian. So he's not like he has like super hairy face or anything, but like having this more manicured, clean cut look, people were asking him like, are you, and we, and the part of LA that we live into, like we have a lot of industry people. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, are you like, are you an actor? Cause he has like very much that body and that look, but uh-huh. that happened because he got his eyebrows done. And it's like, I don't think it's gay to get your eyebrows like trimmed and shaven, especially if you're getting older, like trim and maintain your eyebrows. Like it'll make a huge yeah. difference in your face. It'll make it'll especially because um, the way that our skin droops as we age, Mm-hmm. Um, it just opens up your face more and like trimming around your hairline or like little things like that really do make a difference. Even if you're a guy with like really, really, really hairy arms, like Robin Williams level. Of oh hair. yeah. Like uh, I would call that like borderline daddy hair. Yeah. I mean, and that's fine. Like you are entitled to having hair, but like try trimming it. Like, get your yeah. trimmer and, like, set it to the highest level, like, the longest setting, and just trim off, like, a quarter inch of hair. Like, it it makes a difference. It makes you look a little bit more manicured and groomed. And, like, it's – it. we are visual creatures. And, mm-hmm. like, if it's something that's very easy to fix, like, trimming your hair, just do it. And if yeah. you hate it, then it'll grow back. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. And – you know, it, it's like a fun experiment for people, but at the same time, you know, you got to come from, you know, a place of nurture and, you know, hey, you know, I think this would look really good on you versus, you know, oh, you look ugly. You should totally change that right now. Totally. You know, something like that. Because then, again, we go back to, you know, the whole bullying thing. Um, I had an ex that really didn't like like I started growing my my hair out a tiny bit and she thought my hair was getting you know nasty like she wanted a super clean cut for my hair um this is also you know the the bitchy girlfriend that we've talked about long ago (laughs) this totally I know what you're talking about and this is very on trend for her yeah for sure um but again that goes back to the whole projecting you know, projecting not being proud of someone's body is really indicative of that person not being proud of who they are. Absolutely. Yeah. Most of the people that have ever made any comments on my body are incredibly insecure with themselves. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, and you know, like you're, you're doing these things because you, you love your body and like, if you're going to trim or if you're going to wax, um, do your research and like, be sure that like you're doing, you're coming from a place of love and self-care, like you said, and like, don't just like one and done it because there's a great deal of work that goes into sort of maintaining that area. Like you mentioned, like you had a bit of an, of, of a, uh, infection situation that happened, which is super annoying or like razor stubble is a huge fucking problem. And like, everybody everybody's skin is a little different so like experiment with different things that you know in terms of cadence in terms of methodology like for the longest time I was getting waxings done because my partner really loved it and after a while I was just like this is this is like torture and I hate the ingrown hairs that I'm getting I've never had ingrowns and I get them all the time and I'm fucking done and like Uh your power to do that because like if you're not doing it correctly or if you're not doing it because you love it and it makes you happy, you're more likely to like not take care of that part of your body. Like shaving can be detrimental to your health if done incorrectly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. you gotta do it from like 
a medical perspective too and like take precautions and make sure you know once you do shave make sure you're moisturizing you know make sure you you know lotion it clean it you know take a shower after yeah yeah and like the other thing too is it's your body and like just because you or i or somebody else doesn't like body hair loves body hair like whatever it is that you have you have it and it's yours and like trim it put it in a box tuck it away give it to somebody you know or not let it grow out forever like put some bows in it like be proud of whatever it is you have and and make decisions for yourself because that's that's what being a happy sexy person is about yep be a sexy happy hairy person or a sexy happy hairless person or a sexy happy sometimes hairy in certain places person there you go (laughs) roll the story you do you yeah yeah and i think that was a good uh wrap up for this episode yeah it was uh not a two-hour long episode i'm very proud of us yeah all right guys till next time till next time bye-bye Bye. Kings and Pandas.